Today we're re-sharing this great podcast with Ruth Jackson. It's one of my favourites because I think what Ruth demonstrates in the youth ministry that she does that often we don't know about because we see her as the editor of a magazine um, is she shows such loyalty and dedication to raising up the next generation and there's some really practical great stuff in here to really inspire you in what you're doing in mentoring young people. So enjoy! The Youth State Podcast it's just started recording. Yeah. And as long as we don't go like into the red, golden. You really know how to use this oh, stuff. Man, right, I've got the headphones on. That's, that means you're important. This is a very strange and surreal thing for me because we are back in the recording studios at Premier Christian Communications, uh, which, uh, which is where I spent much of my early life. I say my early life. I wasn't like <laughs> discovered here as a child. Childhood prodigy. Yeah, but I, I'm here because uh, I'm here with a rather wonderful new editor of Premier Youth and Children's Work magazine, that's the correct title, isn't it? That is Thank the you. correct title. It's difficult well for me, you yeah. see. It's difficult for me. Um, uh, Ruth Jackson. Hello. Hello, Ruth. Uh, thank you for inviting me in and providing us with probably the best quality recording we'll ever have on the Youthscape podcast. Well, you are very welcome. This one bit will sound brilliant. You do your own, you do your own podcast, don't I you? I do, do my own podcast. When does it, when, is that monthly? It is monthly, yeah. You can get that month. on yeah. iTunes. Yeah. Sounds a lot better than ours. Well, that's just because we use the studio, so yeah. it's basically a chance for me to just play with fun equipment. Okay, but not break it, obviously. Don't break the do equipment. No, no, absolutely. So, um, but you don't have Rachel Gardner. No, so, I don't have Rachel Gardner. That's so that's, that's what we have on ours. Yeah. Um. So that's fun. Uh. So look, I I just thought it would be really great to catch up with you as you stand at the uh the beginning of this new chapter mm-hmm. for the magazine, which has gone through a bit of a a metamorphosis over the last what eighteen months, maybe yeah. two years. Um, and uh, and now looks very different. And I just thought it'd be great to sort of get to know you a bit and uh, and and also talk talk a bit about the magazine and where you see it going. Um, people might not know that uh, the magazine has has changed. So mm. people might be familiar with Youthwork magazine, yeah. but it's not that anymore, is it? No. So it. Oh, I'm trying to think when it changed. So the first ever issue of Youth and Children's Work in its current guise was January this year so January 2017 so before that there was Youth Work magazine and there was Children's Work magazine yeah. and then it mashed together to create the very creative title of Youth and Children's Work I imagine there was a long creative meeting <laughs> no seriously we had a whole day where we got like external people in really? and for a whole day we discussed like what well, the aims the vision <laughs> like all of the different you know the things that were important to us what we wanted it to say <laughs> and by the end of the day we'd come up with Premier Youth and Children's Work magazine <laughs> well, I, I see how you got there. Yeah. Did, was there a hilarious rejected title for oh, the magazine? Oh, many, many. Are you allowed I to say what any of them are? I think the best was Premier Spice. Premier Spice? Oh, gosh, yeah. Wow. Well, because we were sort of like, you know, what what are we? Like, we're maybe trying to be a bit of a prophetic voice into the youth and children's work world. We're like a bit of a hug for youth and children's workers. We're encouraging, we're, we're challenging, all of that. And, and so we were thinking, you know, like maybe Salt and Light and someone was like Premier Pepper. Oh, yeah. And I was like, uh, why yeah. are we? Well, maybe think about that. But yeah, yeah. spice. Is that because like salt had already, Script yeah. Junior had already mm-hmm. got salt. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. like, well, we could be pepper. Yeah. So we were constantly Googling all the names that came up. And obviously okay. most of them were kind of taken. But yeah. <laughs> unsurprisingly, Premier Spice, not taken. I mean, Premier so. Spice sounds like a sort of a, a low budget food mm-hmm. that you'd get from it like a like corner this, shop. Well, it, And it sounds like those packets that stay in your cupboard forever yeah. and never get used. Premier Spice. They? Yeah. Like yeah. five spice, but, but premier it, version. Of course, if you'd then taken over mm-hmm. as 
as editor, yeah. you would have been the Spice Girl. <laughs> oh, I didn't think that. So you should have thought oh, ahead. should have thought ahead. Should have been more ambitious. It's probably not too late to change it. No, no. Anyway, uh, so so that well, that's an insight, <laughs> certainly. Um, and so the magazine is, is, is how do people get hold of a copy? Because do you do an offer where you give people a sample? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go youthandchildrens.work, which is a rather strange yeah. website address, but that is the website address, youthandchildrens.work slash free copy. Or if you just go youthandchildrens.work, it was very obvious how to get a free copy. There's a whole tab at the top that says free copy. Awesome. So get a free copy. It's free. It's, it's free. a free copy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and check out more about the magazine. If you haven't seen it already, if you haven't seen the new version of it, it's really worth seeing. Uh, I do some stuff in it, mm-hmm. which you won't be interested in. But Rachel Gardner has a column. <laughs> she does have a column. Which you will be interested in. So, so pick that up. Did you, in one of the recent issues, Rachel did like the most encouraging yeah. article ever. Oh, it was beautiful. I wanted to cry. Wasn't it lovely? She, she basically was just like thanking everyone for the work they did over the summer and it was beautiful. Did you know that in the same issue of the magazine I had an article which was basically called like... What if you think you're not good enough? Yeah, what if you're a total <laughs> failure and should probably give up now? If you think you're a failure, just read Rachel Gardner's column. Exactly. That's what you should have said exactly. at the end of it. That was a great bit of scheduling, yeah. whoever, whoever <laughs> you're pulled welcome. the strings. That's very impressive. <laughs> very impressive. So, um, uh, so yeah, so you've taken over. So, so you know, you stand at the beginning of your reign, mm-hmm. uh, like like Queen Elizabeth. I'm feeling really nervous now. Yeah, I've bl- I've built it up for you in a yeah. way that you hadn't. Um, but um, uh, what are you feeling about the role, and and what are you hoping to do with the magazine over the coming? months and years I'm nodding realising that you can't actually see a nod on a podcast and there was no need to nod then because you asked me a question um, yeah. I think when when we heard that the magazine was going to merge so youth and children youth work and children's work were going to become one magazine if I'm honest my heart dropped and I just was a bit like flip how on earth are we going to speak to people that are working with naught to three-year-olds and people that are working with sort of 18 to 24 year olds mm. but actually i have been overwhelmed by the positive response that we've heard from both youth and children's workers There's, you know it's obviously not been without its difficulties but that's been really exciting and i do think there's something about kind of being a prophetic voice and saying that we do need to be more joined up in our thinking and what we often find is that we have um people coming into our youth groups at sort of 14 15 and, and then falling away and we blame the youth work and mm. actually what if we go back to well you wrote an article about this a while ago actually i think didn't you like what if we go back to the children's work and and maybe the issue is in the children's work maybe it was you know the issue was kind of the way that our children were learning things sort of pre seven eight nine yeah. and actually tragic as it is a lot of the stuff that affected 14 15 year olds 10 years ago so pornography mental health things like that it just is and and, and we we could forget about it or and pretend that it's not happening but but actually the stats are there you know people the average age of people looking at porn is nine years old now mm, and mm. so we, like some of the stuff that was affecting teenagers is now affecting children so i think we've got to wake up to the idea that actually we do need to be more joined up in the way that we yeah. think about things and and that and there's also with budget cuts and things like that a lot of people were finding that where they did have a separate youth worker and a separate children's worker, they've now got a family's worker. Yeah. And that seems to be more and more of a thing. So so I'm really excited about that. It, you know, what felt like a terrifying thing is actually, I think, now seems like a really good thing. Mm. And that's a terrifying thing because my background is more youth work. So there's a lot that I kind of... A lot of gaps in my knowledge, but we've got some great children's workers on board and we've just got our new deputy editor who's a children's worker. So that's been really cool to kind of fill in the gaps of my knowledge but I'm just I'm mainly just really excited actually I think I love them you know for years I was a volunteer youth worker and religiously read my copy of youth work magazine I didn't subscribe to children's work magazine little disclaimer but I loved it and I loved kind of meeting up with other youth workers and hearing what they were up to and 
I'm just really excited if I can be even like even a tenth of the influence that I was that that the magazine had on me when I was mm. a volunteer youth mm. worker, and I just think it's it's such an amazing publication because there's so many great writers and what an amazing opportunity to kind of get that into the hands of mm. other people mm. and I think there's so many people who don't subscribe to the magazine and I would really love to just get it out to as many people as possible mm. not for a, our glory thing but just for a this is such a helpful resource and you really need to yeah yeah, yeah. so all right tricky question because I, I think about this a lot because I've obviously been involved in the magazine mm. for most of my adult life terrifyingly um, but um, uh, you know in a in an age of sort of web-based articles mm. and all that stuff you know what is the place now of a monthly magazine um because obviously you know your facebook feed is just full all the time of read my article uh, I, I realize it's me saying this uh, <laughs> but you know lots of people saying i've just written this thing on a, on a website or i've just written a blog uh, read what i've got to say what then still is the place of uh, of a monthly title like like yours yeah so i think you know you've got to acknowledge and move with the times in the fact that people read everything on their smartphones and all of that and and i think that's that's true in a lot of our well all of our content is available online um, and if you're a subscriber you get everything you know back copies of everything all completely free online which is really helpful but I do think, and not to over-spiritualise everything, but I think there's something about that kind of Sabbath rest and just taking time to think. And, you know, if you're a youth or a children's worker and you're trying to sort of plan your next month's content or think about what you want to do on Sunday, actually to just sit and have some time out and pray and and read the magazine. And, you know, maybe you just read a, a couple of articles in one sitting or maybe you read it cover to cover. You know, I've got a lot of friends who read it on a Saturday morning, like they read the whole thing in mm. one go. And actually, I think there is something really inspiring about that. And, you know, our design is brilliant and it looks great and it feels great and it smells amazing. It does smell amazing. It does smell amazing. You're right. And so I think there's something about that kind of experiential sitting with a coffee and just having a bit of time for yourself and and using it. You know, you might not agree with everything in the magazine. And actually, I would hope that you wouldn't agree with everything in the magazine, but it can still challenge and provoke you and and get you thinking about how you could set that up in your context. And I, I think as well, one of the most helpful sections in the magazine is the resources section. Mm. And actually to be able to kind of photocopy that, it is all available online, but to be able to photocopy that and to kind of have the hard copy in front of you when you're mm. doing some of those sessions can be really helpful. Uh, I mean, with web articles, they say that people, about 2% of people actually get to the last line. Mm. So there is something about the way that we consume media yeah. these days, online particularly, that means we're not really reading it properly. We're not mm. really processing it properly. And it's true, the, the sort of experience of sitting there with a tactile you know, object in your hands that smells great mm. and, uh, and, and feels good and uh, just causes you to sort of sit and relax and take time yeah. out. It's a totally different thing. And you will actually read the article in a different way. Yeah, and you can go back to it again and again. You know, even now, um, I've got my back catalogue from, from when I was a volunteer youth worker. Just, you know, rows and rows of them on my shelf. I hear that was a golden age oh, for the magazine. The last couple of editors were a bit dodgy. <laughs> But I would go, you know, I'd go back to it. I'd be like, oh, well, there was that article about whatever. And I'd pick it out and I'd go back to it. And actually it was, it was brilliant. And I used to love kind of sharing it around all the other volunteer youth workers. And we'd all kind of chat about stuff. And I think, you know, with the kind of the death of the zeitgeist, for want of a better word, mm -hmm. with, with people kind of consuming media as and when they want on demand and all of that, you do kind of lose that let's chat about stuff. And I think there's something really nice about getting together with a bunch of youth and children's workers and everyone having read the same mm -hmm. thing and, mm -hmm. and being like, well, I didn't agree with that, but what mm -hmm. do you think about that? And there's something really nice about sort of creating that community. And that's one of my real visions as well, is that we create just this community where so many youth and children's workers, particularly if you're in quite a rural setting or 
you know, doing detached youth work, you sort of feel like you're the only person doing that. You're the only person that's ever struggled with that. Mm. You're the only person that's had that really difficult question, that really difficult situation. And just creating that environment where like, no, you're not the only person. There's a whole heap of people out here, even if you've never met them before, you know, hopefully you can connect through conferences or online stuff, whatever, but just to know that actually you're really valued and you're really cherished. Mm. And going back to that Rachel Gardner thing, like, thank you for all the work you do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you blew me away. You blew me away. Um, so Just wiping away a tear there. Well, no, there's a couple of things I want to say. First of all, I see something in your eye there. I see you've got the sort of, you've got a little bit of a passion for youth leaders and, mm. and, 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 and equipping youth workers. Um, and is that something that's sort of grown as you've been in the role, as you've started to kind of understand the needs of the of the people who mm. read these magazines? Is that is that what it is? Because it seems like, oh, you you know you actually feel pretty passionate about this well i think um so my dad's a vicar and i always grew up jamie will love that he says that there's only three things i ever talk about and one of them is the fact that my dad's a vicar so i've ticked that off now very good well um done. and so i was you know i grew up kind of in the church always tiny little churches he was a church planter and so my job was always whatever needed to be done so i you know i made a lot of tea i led a lot of worship but i also did a lot of youth and children's work because there was never anyone under the age of 70 and he seemed to think that that would be what i would be good at so you know for, for as long as i can remember i've been doing youth and children's work and um and then i spent uh seven or eight, no eight years doing youth work volunteer youth work at hdb and um seeing a group of girls from 11 to 18 which was just the most incredible privilege mm. and so i think i've seen it from the perspective of i'm a volunteer youth worker you know i was doing a full-time job at the bbc crazy filming all the time um very little time but just seeing how much the youth workers there just poured into me and cared about me and you know cared that I was equipped and I went through some really tricky situations with my young people when I was there um, you know I had a girl nearly die of anorexia when I was there and I just felt so supported by the youth team and I just think actually if I can do even yeah even a tiny bit of what they did for mm. me that's so important because I was really blessed in that we were a huge it was a big youth team yeah. and, and so they really had the resources and the time to invest in people but actually you know the volunteer youth workers who don't have someone looking after them and, and maybe the only person they um go into is, is the pastor and for whatever reason they do care about youth work but it's not their natural gifting and so and they don't have the time to kind of stretch themselves out and look after all the volunteers so I do feel really passionately about it and I think it's partly from having been a volunteer mm. youth worker myself mm. but also I just think actually unless we reignite the passion in our young people we are not going to have a church left do you know what I mean like I, I, our youth are not the church that it's said all the time our youth are not the church of tomorrow they're the church of today and actually if we don't buck up our ideas and do something about it we're not going to have a church and so I think one way to get young people is to get youth workers excited yeah mm. and uh, and probably we need more more youth workers mm. as well so yeah and I think I don't know I meet so many people who are like well I'm not cool enough you know I don't wear ripped jeans blah blah, blah. and, and uh, all the research says that actually young people just want a listening ear you know yeah. they want the granddads they don't necessarily want someone who knows who Stormzy is they kind of probably want someone who doesn't know who Stormzy is because then they can introduce them to Stormzy yeah, yeah. And, um, and actually I think actually we need to just start doing it we need to just start saying look you're a person you can mm. do you you know there's a, there's a fine line isn't there because I think we do need to give our people proper training and, and we mm do i think often we're like well i don't really know what you're good at why don't you do the youth work and actually i think that's not that's not cool we want the best of the best to be doing our youth work but at the same time i think anyone can do it so yeah, it's that yeah. i mean i'm definitely contradicting myself there. that's all right but i think we do need a bit of both we'll edit any mistakes <laughs> that you might well, we good. probably won't we'll probably just leave them in it'll feel Fair it'll enough. feel more honest i'll edit it before sending it that's back a to great you. idea yeah, yeah of course <laughs> let me sound brilliant. really clever brilliant um 
so we, we talked about your, your life before mm. a little bit and you have had a very interesting life. I'm very interesting. And so, so I wonder if these are the other things you always talk about apart from your dad being a vicar. Uh, but uh, but you, were, uh, you, you used to be a producer on Blue Peter? Blue Peter is the other thing I always talk right? about according to Jamie. Yeah, so I was, a, I was a development researcher so I effectively came up with the ideas for Blue Peter. Wow, what idea um, did you come up with that I might have heard of? Well, I, I did a lot of the um, makes and bakes. So, you know, oh, the, yeah. the here's one I made earlier. A lot yeah. of those ideas would be mine. I would then take it to the art director and he'd make something look gorgeous. Okay. Um, but I also, I mean, my main thing was helping to develop other people's ideas, oh. which, which again, I think my passion for kind of nurturing other people, nurturing other youth workers came. So people would come to me with like an idea that was kind of okay and we would work on it together and yeah, that would be yeah. amazing. And it was really exciting to kind of see their idea really flourish. Great. Um, my job was also to be like, well, that's not going to work within the budget. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and also, this might be the other thing. Mm. You're in a band. Oh no, that's not the other oh. thing. The other thing is that I'm a twin, oh, which he says I always talk about. But... You are in a twin. Yeah. But you are. You're, you're not in a twin. <laughs> no, let's yeah. let's do that again. <laughs> that's just that doesn't on any level. Uh, and the and. You are a twin. I am a twin. So uh, is your twin sister the one that's in Lame Is? No, that's my little sister. Oh, you've got another sister? I've got another sister. So I, I feel bad now for your twin sister. Uh, yeah. I, I built her up. <laughs> so one of your sisters in Lame Is. Yes. Very good. I just saw it the other day. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then you're in a band. That's the other I thing that we band. mustn't lose sight no, of. I am in So a tell band. me about your band. So, um... Yeah, so I'm in a rock and roll band. It's an all-girl rock and roll band, which is pretty cool. So it's 50s, 60s rock and roll. So a lot of Elvis, Little Richard, that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, I play bass and we all sing and we all dress up 50s and 60s. So I spend most of my time with my hair in curlers on a train. Do you do weddings? We do a lot, lot of weddings. Lot yeah, of weddings. weddings, parties, like anniversary parties, lots of like 60th birthday parties. National Youth Ministry Weekend 2018. Sure, let's do it. Let's, let's do that. Do you know what? I love it though, because none of them are Christians. Ah. So um, so it's a really cool, but it's, it's so interesting. So we're kind of a collective um i'm the only girl like rend like rend <laughs> pretty like much rend. but you know without jesus in the middle um so i'm the only girl who is not in musical theater the rest oh. of them are all in musical theater so because of that they're all often in shows doing really exciting things okay um i'm only the only one who sort of sits at a desk all day um and because of that like there's six of us so it's um trumpet baritone saxophone tenor saxophone uh bass drums and guitar um but because they're all often in shows we have kind of two or three girls that play each part so that there's probably about 24 of us wow. now kind of in total um so which is really fun because sometimes you turn up to a gig and you've not even met the person let ah. alone played with them before which is really fun that makes for kind of <laughs> exciting what do we do now oh drum solo go for it that doesn't feel um, like you do you're not in a band that sounds like you work for a, a, a large talent agency maybe, where they just maybe. send out session musicians but it's really interesting every single one of them has some sort of like christian influence like huh. so you know whether it's like a best friend who's a christian or um, grew up in the church or went to girls brigade when they were little and so I've just had the most amazing conversations wow. with pretty much all of them Wow, which is really cool and I met um, so because I'm I'm the bassist but there's a few other girls that play bass when I can't which is basically never because I always say yes because I'm yeah. always free <laughs> um, <laughs> the rest of them are always in really cool shows um, but occasionally other bassists play and we had like a Christmas dinner last Christmas and I met one of the other bassists and one of the first things she said to me was you're a Christian aren't you oh. and I was like oh okay straight away sure yeah I'm a Christian and wow. we just went straight up I mean I hardly even knew her name before we were kind of having these big deep conversations about God which is really cool yeah mm. I like to imagine that you also had like a bass guitar off oh yeah like, and you like had a riff to, off yeah exactly yeah like pitch perfect but yeah. on the bass yeah, yeah on the did. bass it'd yeah, be quite boring did. on the bass wouldn't it unless you sort oh. of play some level 42 oh no 
Have I got the bass wrong? The bass is like, no, yeah, it's fairly boring. I mean, no one goes out to play the bass, do they? That's the thing. It's a kind of, it's no. something you fall into. I thought you were going to say no one goes out with bass players. No one goes out with bass players. Because you go for the drummer, don't you? Yeah, I don't know, true. apparently. <laughs> uh, so one more thing, uh, because just cycling through your employment history mm -hmm. as we are, mm -hmm. you also spent some time at the Oxford Centre for Christian Apologetics. You totally got that right. That was very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and apologetics is a massive interest area for mm. you isn't it and uh, and obviously still with you know all these musicians you keep meeting yeah. uh, you're doing it now um, but that's that's still part of your life isn't yes. it is that's still part of your work here yeah so it's really funny i i mean i effectively i'd been doing a lot of apologetics before i even knew what the word meant which is stupid because i did greek as part of my theology degree so i could have figured out what it meant um, but i basically got into it when i was at school one of my friends well, like one of my best friends dad died of um, well killed himself and that just absolutely threw my theology of a good God. I'd kind of grown up in a really blessed situation, like nothing really bad had happened to me and it just absolutely knocked me for six. And so I kind of read everything I could possibly read about suffering without knowing that that was apologetics. So actually my foray into apologetics was very much a heart thing. And, I, and to be honest, I think apologetics is always always a heart thing. Mm. Um, but so that sort of started my interest in it. And I think because I got so interested in it when I was younger, I then realised that this is a really helpful tool for um for non-christians who you know i just think for a lot of young people now like apathy is a huge issue but also before you can even start talking about the bible or start talking about the cross you've got so much work to do because for a lot of young people there's just an assumption that the bible's not true there's just an assumption that god can't exist because of science there's just an assumption that you know the the presence of suffering means that there can be no god and so you've got to kind of almost get rid of all that head stuff before you can start engaging with the heart and that's not to say that the two the two should absolutely go together so when i was at the oxford center for christian apologetics i wasn't doing any youth related stuff actually i was there doing media and press stuff mm. and um and i saw that they were doing loads of great stuff with adults and loads of great stuff with students and i kind of said you know would you ever do stuff with young people because obviously young people have got these questions too and they were like yeah we've really been wanting to do stuff but we don't really know many youth workers you know have you got any thoughts and so we kind of put our heads together and came up with this idea of doing a youth apologetics conference thinking maybe you know 50 really yeah. keen cu leaders if might, might come yeah we had 400 young people in the first thing we did and, and this it, is and this now, is reboot reboot yeah and there's now like 1500 amazing people that come it's it's moved to they've got reboot asia they've got like reboot europe do you it's, get a cut of the royalties on that unfortunately bad boy? not oh, um, you, if you were american you would have done a much better deal <laughs> yeah. on that i can tell you now but it's just it's really exciting and, and and the thing is as well i think their vision was to maybe equip super keen christian people that wanted to do apologetics whereas yeah. i was always a bit like actually no this is an evangelism thing I, th mm. I think because there are so many young people who have these questions sure there'll be christians that come but actually the idea should be that they bring their non-christian friends yeah. and that's what we found that you know year after year there were tons of people that would become christians at these events which is amazing yeah it's amazing you know it starts off with worship and it's pretty hardcore and you've got people like john lennox speaking and then and then people are becoming christians so it's yeah that's pretty cool. That is brilliant. So uh, I, I probably shouldn't ask you where's next on the checkered career path. But I, I mean, it's, it's been quite a journey so far. That would be amazing. But um, but look, I'm really excited that you're going to be in this role at, uh, at Premier Youth and Children's Work magazine. Mm. And uh, and again, if you want to get a free copy of that, uh, you can get that sent to your door by going to... Youthandchildrens.work. Dot work. Dot work. So it's like... A, I don't even I thought know they were countries. We, yeah. Maybe like, it's like Workoslovakia. I don't think so. <laughs> Didn't even. And on that bombshell, <laughs> thanks for coming on the Youthscape podcast. Thanks. 
This podcast was first published in October 2017. The Youthscape podcast will be back with brand new episodes this September.